The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Today we're breaking down, homeward bound. What's that sound? Oh, that's my cat, never mind. Sometimes he whines, which reminds me This movie was fun, but doesn't age well Seems like they put the animals through hell But we still had a nice chat I learned things about my cat Enjoy the show, enough intro Enjoy the show, enough intro Let's go, let's go, stop this Let's go Somebody stop this now. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Bad, 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 bad science. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Science. I'm Ethan Edinburgh, your host. And today we are talking about 1993's Homeward Bound, a movie where the animals talk, but their mouths don't move. It's not animated. If you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a classic animal film. And today we have two classic animal guests. We have Emmy-nominated TV host, entrepreneur, pet rescue advocate, and he is the host of a new Dodo podcast called An Animal Saved My Life. It's Rocky Kanaka. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you for joining us, Rocky. I also have a question for you because I found out you are a pet chef. You started the Dog Bakery, which ships healthy, fresh baked dog cakes and treats nationwide. Is that accurate? Yeah, that is right. There is actually such a thing as a pet chef. I think right now it's, it's current industry of one person, myself. <laughs> well, congratulations on being the captain of all pet chefs. Um, I want to ask you about those treats, but let me introduce our other guest joining us. She is a veterinary assistant who is considered essential at Banfield Pet Hospital, according to her. It's Kylie Boardman. Hey, how's it going? It is good, Kylie. How are you? I'm okay. Surviving, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so... Homeward Bound, let's get into it. When did you guys first see it? I, I first saw it as a kid and remembered loving it. Uh, what what are your experiences? So I uh, remember Homeward Bound as well. Like I loved it as a kid, and but I forgot about it until uh, you guys said, hey, would you like to be on this podcast? We're going to cover Homeward Bound. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot all about that movie. So I was excited to rewatch it again, just with, you know, with my adulting uh, glasses on. Yeah, <laughs> I have actually never seen it. Wow. I kind of wow. watched it for the first time with this podcast. I think I was just more attracted to like the cartoon Disney, you know? Sure. Maybe that tells my age a little bit, but... <laughs> no, not at all. Rocky and I just made the same face when you said that you hadn't seen it. <laughs> like we were so shocked about that. <laughs> I'm like 12. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> Wait. What about Homeward Bound 2? Did you see Homeward Bound 2? No, I didn't. Okay. That would have been but wild. But I'm actually kind of confused at how they got lost again, I guess, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, Rocky, do you remember the second one? I don't know how they got lost yeah. again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Homeward Bound 2? Absolutely. It's like, it's basically Homeward Bound 1 again. <laughs> so they dropped them off at a ranch again? They didn't learn anything? Uh, 
You know what? I didn't rewatch Homeward Bound 2, but if I remember right, something in an airport, from what I can remember. Okay, I got I to look that up and maybe I'll put that in the intro or something because I do want to know how you forget all of your pets again or lose them all again. There's three of them. Um, so my main, watching this as an adult, my if I could consider myself an adult, which technically by my age I am, I was thinking about how they got the dogs and the cat to do all of these things and like get trained enough. Mm-hmm. And I did look up that Chance and Shadow were played by four different dogs and Sassy was played by 10 different cats. I was... Yeah thinking the same thing like however they trained that cat is beyond me or any of those cats i have two kittens they're about like six months and seven months old and i've been trying to like do very basic training with them and it is a failure i don't know what i'm doing wrong exactly but maybe we can break (laughs) that down it's not you (laughs) it's just that they're young and it's just hard and it's not my fault yeah, that's exactly it. Don't blame it on you. You you're being you be nice to yourself, okay? I think cats are just they have a mind of their own, you know. I feel like they come out of the womb and they're like, "Don't touch me, don't look at me, don't yeah. talk to me. I'm going to do my own thing." I got lucky cuz the cats are like super sweet and uh really I don't know, one of them is almost like a half dog, I feel like. They he, he likes wow. to cuddle and come up to me and all this kind of stuff, but then when it comes to like training them to get off my kitchen counter has been very difficult. I tried putting like some of the tape down. I tried like this oh, thing no. with like a pen and a cup I read <laughs> that you can like make a noise and it like trains them not to do it. But now one of them doesn't really care about that either. So I don't know if you have advice there if anybody else is dealing with the same thing that I am. No, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I'm unfortunately not a cat person. (laughs) I feel like cats can sense it on me when I'm seeing them. They're like, yeah, this girl is not here for it. And I'm like, I know I can't help it. I'm really sorry. But I mean, I've heard that the tape thing is supposed to be really good. Um, So maybe you can just keep trying with that. But I honestly feel like This is my personal opinion. Training a cat is going to be a waste of time. I'm so sorry. (laughs) The cat made more money in the movie than the dogs because of that. Imagine for that. Hey, we need a trained cat. Question. I think you could be like, all right, I'm going to name my price. Yeah, that cat is rich as all hell right now, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So what I was going to just ask about, like in general, if maybe either of you know the deal with dogs getting along with cats, like is that as rare? as we think it is, is that more normal? Can people get a dog and a cat and not be worried about it? Or is it like, no, mortal enemies from ancient times? Yeah, well, Kylie can probably speak to this, you know, working at Banfield, because I have all kinds of stats on this, but it's surprising how many people have a cat and a dog in the same household. It's more than half. Whoa. I don't make up statistic and say 62.6% of people. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually what we're taught. That's exactly it. Um, I know. I actually do have a lot of clients that have like a cat and a dog and they bring them in at the same time. So it gets kind of confusing because we have like a cat specific room because, you know, they just, it just all smells the same. Um, but when they bring the cat and the dog in, it's kind of DEFCON 4. We're like, what do we do? <laughs> um, it's going to smell like cat and dog. We can't have that. Um But I feel like for the most part, um, when I ask people, they're like, yeah, they don't bother each other. They just kind of do their own thing. There are very few instances where I feel like they get along and they play and everything's okay. But for the most part, it's like cats doing its own thing. Dogs doing its Mm. own thing. Um, Okay, awesome. I feel like I just heard a dog growl. I don't know if that's... That was my dog. The garbage truck is going by. So he has to protect the 
the domicile, you know? <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure nobody was in trouble. Um, oh, yeah. There's a quote in the movie, and I've, I'm sure it's a point of contention for a ton of people, where I think Sassy says that cats are smarter than dogs. What's mm. the deal there? Oh, wow. You're, you're bringing this up right at the top of the podcast. It gets right. I know. I like to mix it up, you know? Some <laughs> questions are going to be dumb and have no weight to it, and some are going to yeah. rock people's yeah. worlds. Okay, so it blows my mind. Like I make a, my main job is making dog rescue videos. And I love cats as well. I have a cat adoption center in one of my stores. Mm. And the amount of comments, it's pretty funny. Like, you know, well, YouTube comments are just funny, period. Um, but you read through them and people are like, you know, great that you're helping dogs, but you're obviously a horrible person because you don't care about cats. <laughs> Whoa. It's like, like, why does a dog have to be, or a cat have to be smarter than a dog? Or like, can't they both be smart? Or no, you have, do we have to answer this question and pick what side today? I'll do it if I have to. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to force you, but I love getting answers. <laughs> let's let Kylie, let's see what Kylie says. You know, I had to sit and really think about this because if you're, if you're taking like, statistically speaking, I think like the lab, Retriever and Border Collies are some of the like the smartest breeds out there. And you're comparing that to the average cat, I would probably give it to the dog. I'm not going to lie to you. I think they're much more trainable. Uh -huh. But I think it also kind of depends on kind of what you're comparing. Like, I think dogs just have an innate ability to please people. So they want to be trained and they want to be friendly. And cats are just evil. Wow. I don't know. Like, I know that you, that's a very, you know, kind of subjective thing but i feel like they just they're so independent that they're smart because i think that they rely more on their need to survive as opposed to their, their need to please if that makes sense okay <laughs> guns over here kylie i feel like now i'm gonna be the guy defending cats on this entire episode i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> Was recently converted. Probably. I was a dog guy my whole life, but ever since last year, we have cats in the apartment, and I'm all I'm team cats. So we have a good vicious battle for the next 45 minutes. Yeah, this yeah. is this is really good, and I'm just going to fill in. Yeah, yeah, I, I like them both. If you could, yeah, referee, mediate, you know, give us points on both sides, that'd be great. Um, okay, so what about uh, one, yeah. one of the dogs? I, I can't remember if it's Ch it's Chance or Shadow, but one of them says like, "Oh, I hope he doesn't forget about me." talking about the boy. And now obviously I know that we're in total fantasy world, but I kind of, I wrote down that quote and I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. Like if I gave up my dog, you know, to a friend, you know, for an adoption, what are the chances that he remembers me? Like if I visited in the next month or two, or if I took six months and then went and visited, do you think equally cats and dogs remember people the same? I do personally. Um, I think, I mean, I know how dogs are. I think they really do remember their people, but I like cats for sure. And I, I'm going to use just my own personal example. I would say that we have to sedate, like, I'm not kidding, like 30, like three out of 10 cats that comes in, they have to get sedated for an exam because they're either too anxious to be there. They seriously, fight or flight mode is real for them. So if they're coming in to get their teeth cleaned or something, by the end of their appointment, you know, they're so mad, so mad because you just did whatever you wanted and they were completely immobilized. So we have to put them back in their carriers and watch them recover, of course, very carefully. But, um, you know, sometimes they get out of the carriers. We have to have the owners come back and get them. I'm not kidding. These cats are swatting. They're hissing. They're doing whatever they can just to make you mad. You bring the owners back and they're just all of a sudden rubbing up against the kennel door. And they're like, thank God you're here to save me. Oh, my gosh. It was horrible. And they just go flying into their owner's arms. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, before um, Rocky chimes in with his view, I would say that I can see why you don't like cats. And also, <laughs> I, I think that that shows how crazy smart they are because, you know, they're not yeah. with their protectors and they feel like they're in danger and they're defending themselves. That's brilliant. Sure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I 
highly hate cats. <laughs> I don't hate cats. Yeah, I just, oh God. Yeah. So, uh, I foster a lot of animals and I'll tell you like they, so shadow says that line. I know exactly which one you're talking about, Ethan. And you know, the neat thing about animals and the thing we can learn from them is they live in the present. So they're not thinking about yesterday or tomorrow. So they don't think it's not the same. Like we, we imply that emotion on them going, okay, I'm leaving. I'm going out of town for a week, man. I, I bet they're missing me, but they're in the moment. So in the moment they might be going, I'm uncomfortable because my best friend isn't here or, uh, but they're not going, are they ever going to come back? Or like the, it doesn't necessarily work that way, but they do remember you. I've, I often, the animals that I foster when they get adopted in other towns or in Los Angeles, when I visit them, sometimes years later, they recognize me. They know. Like as soon as they pick up that voice or that smell, um, you know, immediate happiness and, uh, and it's, it's a really neat thing to see. So uh, they definitely pick up and, and know that you're back. And it's a, it's a really cool process. It's something that we don't give animals enough credit for. Wow. Very cool. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. I feel that connection with uh, <laughs> my cats and I, it makes me feel good that they will remember me and yeah. know who I am when I stop by. Um, but hopefully I never have to leave their side ever again. It doesn't seem like at this point I ever will because we're all trapped <laughs> in the same apartment. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Uh, Sassy gets when they're dropped off at the ranch, she's fed food from the fridge and she says, you're supposed to warm it up. And I was like, what? And I looked it up and, and Sassy's correct. You don't want to give cats cold food out of the fridge. Not that I ever do that, but um, is that a normal thing? And why do they like warm food? Animals uh, eat with uh, scent. So we eat with our eyes. So we, we look at something and go, oh, that looks good. I want to eat that. They smell something and go, oh, that smells good. I want to eat that. So when you warm up the food, it, it releases that aroma and uh, obviously it's, oh. you know, it's a delicate balance. It's too long. They'll burn their tongues. And so you gotta be really careful with that, but, uh, do it for dogs too, man. They, they love it. Like now it's almost a problem. Anytime the, my dogs hear the microwave click, they think it's food time. Wow. That is an issue. I know that you're a health advocate, so maybe you're very rarely using the microwave, but over here, if every time I use the microwave, they thought they were getting fed, that would be a big problem. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to skip to the next one because I have so many questions. It's absurd. Um, the big deal here with Homeward Bound is that they remember how to get home. I mean, specifically Shadow has this like sixth sense about where his owners are. And I've heard the rare story about how like a dog will get lost and run 13 miles home. Did that seem far-fetched to you guys as animal experts? Or do you think like, oh no, you know, dogs do have the capability to trek through the wilderness and run through a city and find their owners? I don't, I don't know. I was thinking about it. And if like if I'm taking my dogs on a walk, I take them maybe like a mile and a half, two miles, like now every day, basically. But um, and they know that route pretty well. But I was actually thinking about it. They're crossing what is the San Francisco, like, you know, the Sacramento Valley and all that. I don't I don't know. It seems a little hyperbolic, but I feel like, you know, it's probably Disney doing their thing. But there's got to be something to that extent, maybe just smaller. You know, they probably know where you are, just not, mm -hmm. you know. 100 miles, whatever it is. <laughs> Rocky, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, 99.9% .9 of those animals never would have made it and they wouldn't be with us today. But you wouldn't make a movie about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, animals are like people. It's kind of like if you take my pets, for example, I had a little guy that just recently passed. And if he had to try to find me down the block, he wouldn't survive. He was like a little min pen and he wouldn't have made it. He would have he got hit by a car, or just gave up or whatever. And 
you know, and I have another dog who she'd survive on the streets, no problem. But she could also give two snots about finding me. She's like, I'll go find a dumpster and I'll survive out of there and guard my dumpster. Um, and then I have a boxer who would be, and he'd just go live with someone else. Uh, but I was fostering a, a cattle dog, and that dog I could go, even I could come over to your house, and he would track me down and find me. Hmm. It's just like that one person who is like, you know what, we should do this weekend. Let's go to the woods and find our way back to the house. Whoa. And you're like, <laughs> that doesn't sound like, fun. <laughs> you know, I get lost in the mall, right? So, <laughs> so I think it depends on the animal. Yeah. A golden retriever, maybe a pit bull, definitely not a cat. No way. Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> like the, the cats yeah. in that some cats <laughs> um, so I don't those three animals highly unlikely uh, but you know if they would have had a tracking dog or something okay maybe right yeah that's what I was going to bring up is those like the dogs that like hunters use that have like absurd noses or whatnot yeah also I will say this is a little off topic way to go Disney I think this was before it was a really big deal I remember the movie, but I didn't remember the dog specific. And when it opened up and the first shot was of a pit bull, I was like, yes. I'd be like, now, maybe just now, Disney might put, might make a hero dog a pit bull. But a few years back and, and you know, basically yeah. the gap from when Homeward Bound was made until maybe a couple of years ago, no way would they have ever thought about using a pit bull. Is, is that just because people are like, there's been incidents with pit bulls and they're scared of pit bulls? Yep. There's an incorrect stereotype against pit bulls that they are, mm -hmm. that they are more vicious or they have lockjaw or, um, they will, they kill more people or, mm. uh, which is just, all of it is completely inaccurate and it's dangerous because it ends up that pit bulls are at shelters and they get euthanized more. So it's a, it's a big problem. And it's, we're starting to turn the corner on it, yeah. but it was really interesting to see that. I think I never would have thought that, it, you know, likely to see a golden retriever as a hero dog in a movie, but. I never, never would have thought that there was a pit bull. So that was fun. To yeah, see. good call. People turn the corner. If you're thinking about getting a dog, get a pit bull. I had a friend that had a pit bull and it was adorable. Love that dog. Yeah. Exactly. The, the dangerous dogs are the chihuahuas. No, I'm kidding. There's, <laughs> there's no dangerous dogs. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. No, I was, I was going to say that. I was like, you want to talk about dangerous dogs? It's um, Karen with her uh, chihuahua <laughs> coming in on a leopard pillow. Yeah, avoid that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Okay, well, uh, while we're on the dog front, these dogs speak to each other in English via telepathy. <laughs> I don't know. I know there's like a big smelling component of how dogs get to know each <laughs> other. Um, is that like talking? Are they do they bark at each other? Is that a way of communication? What do you think is like the most, I don't know, similar to what we're seeing in the movie? Yeah, they have. Um, I think smell smell is definitely their biggest sense i think you know with us i think it's probably sight um with them it's smell and people love it when i talk about this but it's gonna happen mm -hmm. um they have these things called anal glands that are you know in in their rectum essentially and they have to be expressed but each it's kind of like a fingerprint each one is um you know specific to the dog and i think that's another way that they can remember each other which is why they're always kind of sniffing each other's butts and people think that's weird well there's actually a reason behind it cool. like i said it's kind of like a unique identifier so she's she's right and also go as far as to say you don't actually need to talk like we talk because we need to fill space but but 99 percent of the time you don't need to talk to communicate right like if you think about if you live with one like i live sure. with my wife most of the time what we're saying to each other isn't isn't vocal Right, we're passing each other in the in the kitchen, and I know it's we're getting ready to have coffee. And she didn't have to say, "Hey, we are getting ready to have coffee." Um, you know, she might say, "She has to explain everything to me." 
<laughs> but, well, we're different, Rocky, because we're podcast uh, people, <laughs> podcast hosts, podcast guests. So you know, we should talk. But but most other people need to need to really can it. Yeah, yeah. I think this is we we found the underlying message of this episode. Yeah, and the movie. That's really what Homeward Bound was saying too. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. um, I could just talk about that for a while, but I'll move on to these ridiculous questions that I have. Um, okay, there's, I, th- I think, a couple scenes where they're in water. Like, dogs seem to have no trouble swimming. If anything, they seem to enjoy it, and they're good at it. And Sassy cannot stand the water. She gets trapped. She goes down a waterfall and survives, so nobody forgot about that. But yeah, why is it that cats hate water so much and... <laughs> I don't know, can certain cats swim or like be cool with it? Or do all cats just like, you know, are they just not cool with water? I don't know. You know, I'm not going to lie. I feel like it broke my heart because yeah. I feel like you could actually see the cat kind of drowning a little bit. Let me tell you, um, I agree. like just really sad me out. Yeah. I, I was angry for most of this movie, <laughs> by the way. So my adult lens on watching this and my experience, you couldn't make this movie today. Like those animals... Th- a good majority of that movie, they were they were in duress. Like, you guys, do you remember? Um, I think a dog's way home, or one of those mm-hmm. that just got lit up um, by Peta, and and rightfully so because they put a dog. Well, I, well, so I don't know. Right, rightfully so might be a little strong. I don't know the full story, but that cat, yeah, that was horrible. Like, wow, th- that that cat in that water. There was no way that cat did that, mm-hmm. and uh, and was yeah. fearing for their life. And there were plenty of moments. The dogs were, were really struggling. Yeah, I, I mean, you're absolutely correct. Like, I, I was thinking about that also. It, it really seemed like, uh, you know, these were not effects. They they really put the animals through everything that we saw. Yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if in the future that movie is pulled out of the Disney library because it, you just can't have these animals perform these things. Yeah. Uh, there, there were times where, like, dog was digging under the fence and the fence was potentially cutting them. Like, there were... Yeah. It was just, there were so many horrible moments. And Ethan, you have a right to laugh at like how upset I was because as a kid, I'm like loving this movie. And I'm like, oh, look at those dogs and that cat. And that's so great. And as an adult, I'm going, shut it down. Like I will call Walt Disney right now and tell him to shut this down. Like, <laughs> down homeward bound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's start a petition, right? Yeah. The Humane Society, um, like right before the movie started, it had like a message that was like, these animals were being really closely watched. Oh, and mm-hmm. it's 1992, 93, right. though. Yeah. Like, yeah, they didn't have. I don't know. I think it's really shifted, you know, how much we care for these animals it now. Is, so. It's really easy to point fingers now, knowing what we know, going, that's all wrong. I'm sure 20 years from now, we'll do the same yeah. thing on movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shut down Thor. I don't know. Uh, what animals are being hurt now. Um, (laughs) All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Okay, so I was thinking about the meows that uh, a cat does and I watched a little like mini documentary on YouTube about how they all have unique meows and that they only do it to humans, that they're only kind of like mocking us or like trying to communicate with us but that when they're like by themselves or in the you know wild that they that they don't meow like that they have like different noises that they make do you guys know about this no this is this i'm learning something new i didn't know this no me either okay (laughs) you got us (laughs) i i'll I'll find the link and send it to you guys because i am curious to hear your thoughts but i was fascinated with that because they showed these cats like only 
making these like weird little cute little squeaks, you know, kind of like baby, like, I don't know, the meows that we're all used to, I guess, yeah. uh, only to us to maybe get on our side or something. I don't know. Maybe I thought something much more malicious was going on than what's actually going on. But then when they're on the streets, they're kind of like, I don't know, it's a different sound. It's like a scarier yeah. sound. Is it like us where, where like everyone has a, a dog voice and you don't even know it, right? Like my, this is my voice. And then, and then I talk to my dog and I might be like, Hey little doggy. And I don't even know I'm talking that way. Yes, exactly. Wow. <laughs> yeah. They just do it for us. Apparently. I don't know. But uh, another point to why they're smart, even though I'm the one that brought it up. <laughs> um, okay. Shadow has this monologue, uh, which is great about how dogs are man's best friend. And they have been ever since the dawn of time that they're loyal. They bark when man's in danger. And I wanted to know if that raised any issues with you guys. If you guys just agree with it flat out, I can, you're both dog people for sure. I love dogs as well. So maybe we all just want to agree with it. But I also know the history of all of this, which is that like they were trained down from wolves, right? So are they just like now loyal by nature? You know, by like, it's just in their DNA now, or do you think there's like a, like a weirder evil side to this? Does that make sense? Yeah. I, Kylie, you go first. Cause I'm angry. I'm still get, I'm getting more angry. I'm going to be so angry by the time we're done. So Kylie, you go first. I'll calm down. <laughs> I think it's still, and I hate, I hate to put a generalization on each breed because, you know, like we just kind of established chihuahuas are, are truly evil. Um, but you know, pipples are, and they have a really bad stereotype, but I do think there's a, you know, a certain type of dog that maybe has just been domesticated more so than other dogs. Like you look at these police dogs and they're like Belgian Malinois or German Shepherds, and they're going to keep breeding those types of dogs because they are, I don't want to say aggressive, but I think that they have like a sense of duty, if that makes sense. And um, they are bigger dogs. So if you are going to get attacked by a dog, it would be something that's a little bit bigger. But I think that they are very protective in nature and you just kind of keep breeding some of those qualities. So I think it's a little bit of both because, again, the chihuahuas, with them being small, people are able to put outfits on them and carry them around places. I feel like you just kind of breed these different personalities, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't remember the monologue exactly, but I remember being upset. I'm still there. Yeah, here I am again. Angry, still upset. Because yeah, in the monologue, the, the gist of it is, hey, we were we were put on this earth to serve man. And it's like, ah, oh, that is so wrong. Like, come on. I mean, Shadow, he's a nice old man, right? And don't get me wrong, wolves back in the day and humans, they work together because dogs are in a pack. Humans are often in a pack. And so, hey, we can work together to achieve more things. And so that's where that started happening and, and breeding started happening and things like that. Mm-hmm. But we're to the point now where the dog in your house, they are no wolves, right? They, uh, it's like those funny commercials where they're like, feed them this because your dog's a wolf. Mm-hmm. The, trust me, my boxer is no wolf in, in any way. No. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and the thing is, it's like any other relationship, right? I, I am, I need to care for him because, you know, that is, that is my job and, and we have almost done this to them, but he is not here to serve me, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, that, that whole monologue way missed the mark. And I think back then, that's how people felt. Dogs lived in backyards for the most case, and they were meant to do service jobs. I think that's just not the case anymore. And, and people are learning and they're finding out that that's not the case anymore. You see this on a regular basis with service dogs and with rescue dogs that are, you know, it'd be all odds to survive and be inspirational. And so, um, well, some of those, some of that monologue obviously is just fine. I think that the overall, just of it is makes me angry. All right, I'll calm down. Wow, I, I love finding new parts of this movie that piss you off. <laughs> so this dude, the guy who lives in the sticks, 
um, finds Sassy, recognizes that she's a house cat, and then he releases her back into the wild. That made me very confused. <laughs> he just, I guess, felt like, well, that's where I found her, I guess, whatever. And, and kind of just waved her off like, and hey, be careful out there, like gave her some sort of weird advice. So I just wanted to make it clear that like, that's not the right thing to do. Yeah, right? I think, I think you're right. I, I was, I was at that point, I think I was so angry, I wasn't even paying attention anymore. But I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he was just like, I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'd be like running after being like, come back here. Yeah, maybe something they didn't show was he had like a microchip scanner and then scanned her and was like, well, she doesn't belong to anyone. Off you go. <laughs> yeah, I just, I I was dumbfounded at that part. Like I got plot wise, she needs to reconnect with Chance and Shadow and, you know, they'll probably have more adventures together. But in reality, I was like, that cat would die immediately. You just found her almost dead in the same location. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the next scene in that movie should have been an eagle swooping down to pick up that cat for a snack. <laughs> yeah. Great. yeah. Didn't that happen in that movie, the, uh, the proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds? That eagle yeah. just grabbed that tiny Maltese or Bichon, whatever it was, and then all yeah. he went. It <laughs> totally should have happened. And then it should have cut back to the guy in the sticks just like reading the paper or like smoking a pipe. Oh, well, I did the right thing. <laughs> Well, the circle is one. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to point out here, quick point out that that seesaw mountain lion part was just wrong. I <laughs> loved it, but, you know, but let's all be honest, right? That made no <laughs> logical sense. No. And, and, no. and you see the part where he, like, flipped into the water? Like, it, it was, like, stuffed animal. Like, does it even have CGI at that point? It was, like, stuffed animal back into the water and then splash and then... And then <laughs> There he is again. That was awesome. I love that. Yeah, that's honestly, I think that's my favorite part of the movie. I mean, if you can give me a wide shot of a fake uh, mountain lion <laughs> falling into a river, that's sick. <laughs> and with all the weird, uh, you know, stuff they make the animals go through, it's surprising they didn't just actually launch a mountain lion into that river. Yeah. Good on them, showing restraint there. Yeah, really looking out for the animals. They sure did. Um. Okay, so what about milk? Uh, I know this is another weird cat-specific question, but I have cats and I'm very curious. Because Sassy drinks some goat milk. That's kind of a classic understood thing that cats like milk. But is that only when they're kittens? And is it like any milk will do? <laughs> I'm not completely sure. But I know that up until like four, five, six weeks, they're, you know, basically, they have to be weaned off after about six weeks. Um, and after that, you know, regular, any sort of food hard typically will work for them. But I don't know. I think it's one of those things where if you have to survive, you're going to do it. But it might just be more um, Disney, Yeah. you know, doing their thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me, um, go, that was actually a really good call. They were before their time on the goat milk. Like goat milk has a higher nutritional value. And so when you're weaning cats or if dogs are malnourished or anything like that, goat milk's can go much farther for the animal because of the nourishment of goat milk versus cow's milk. And you can get goat milk that still has all of those nutrients in it. Most most cow's milk that we get has been processed where there's just really not much nutritional value left. So they're actually before their time. You know, over the last five years, goat milk in the pet industry has had a resurgence. Um, but the reason they did that in that movie is that's what you would do on a farm if you were I grew up on some farms and if you had a kitten that wasn't taken to a mama or you had an animal that was you were trying to nurse back to health, goat's milk was right there, available and the right thing to get. Okay. But I shouldn't give my 
kitten's milk. That's a mistake. Nah, you can give them goat milk. That's great. It's got yeah. a good nutritional value, but, but just, you know, having milk with your Oreos and being like, oh, I'll pour a little bit for kitty too. I don't think it okay. really does much. That makes sense. I'm just looking for like weird treats to give them. I don't know. Make their lives more exciting. Uh, <laughs> chickens. They love chicken. Can I give them a little bit of cooked chicken? Yeah. Could probably do that. Yeah. I think, I think for cats, it's more, what will they take? You know, since, since they're typically picky. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but some like um, when Sassy back up with the, uh, with Chance and Shadow, and she ran right up to Shadow and just like was all up in his mm-hmm. mane. Guaranteed that was like anchovies or chicken or <laughs> something they put in there to get her to just really get up there and look like that. Oh, yeah. Same with uh, Chase's uh, muzzle when he had the porcupine oh, things yeah. and she's trying to You're pull them out. You're saying there's some chicken? Fish oil or something. I mean, they, did, they had to do something. That was pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. Sassy can fish. Like with no problem. She's like an expert fisherman, a spear fisherman with her claws. But she's a house cat who I assume has been in a house like all her life. So (laughs) why does she know how to fish or does she not know how to fish? And what's that total bull crap? I think there's some like innate sense of like hunting, whatever. You know, you you played with cat toys and you have something on like the end of like a string and they're, they're really fast. You know, there's a reason why we have the phrase like cat like reflexes. They're pretty fast, but the whole fishing (laughs) thing is a bunch of baloney. Yeah. I was like, he was like, Hey, how about me sassy? And she's like, say it. And he's like, cats rule, dogs drool. She's like, okay. And just smacks a fish out of water. There's no way. I, I've seen a cat try to fish out of a cat bowl before, and it's pretty funny because there's no there's no <laughs> no shot. Like I've heard stories that cats can be friends and stuff, and but I've never seen a cat be able to grab a goldfish. And the fish that that cat was getting was like almost the size of that cat. Like I, I would be more concerned about that fish getting that cat than the other way around. So do we need to raise our pitchforks about fish too? Like the fish cruelty? Yeah. Oh yeah. That went totally. on in this movie. A lot of murder. Um, this is just uh, more off topic and nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> My cat Swanson is really scared of the fan. What's that about? I'm more laughing at the fact that your cat's name is Swanson. That's really good. Like the microwave meals or yeah. okay, good. I, I did not name this cat. I went to a cat <laughs> cafe and Swanson, the kitten came up to me and just started like nuzzling my oh. face. Oh. And so I was just immediately like, this is my awesome. cat. Uh, we have a soul bond. Uh, they told me she normally just hides in the back so that this is like really weird. Aww. And I just thought it was the perfect name too. like, I would have come up with something clever for sure. But I was like, how am I going to beat Swanson? That's, That's hilarious. Good. It's great. That's a good one. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I've read a little bit about it and I, my fan is like a different color than the roof. So I know it stands out and she kind of like, she clocks it whenever she comes in. But then if it, turns on and I'm talking like just moves at all. She is freaked. I think she thinks it's like some sort of predator and she bolts out of there. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I've, like I said, I, I'm not like a huge cat expert on, or anything, but I, I hate to say it, but I'm wondering if like, you know how dogs like, I've heard people say like, oh, my dogs don't like males or they don't like people that are wearing black. I'm wondering if like something bad happened with a fan at one point in time or you know what I mean? Mm. Rock, what do you think? Is it PTSD? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, and so, so I'm no expert in cat training uh, by any means, but so if it were a dog, what I would do is I would use treats to when the fan came on, I would deliver a treat to let them know that this is okay, this is a safe environment, 
Because if you think about it, oh. it is pretty scary. Like imagine if every time you went outside, a drone just came down right over your head and was right by your head. You'd be freaked out. You don't know what's on the other side of that what's happening. Uh, she, she doesn't know that it's just a cool thing down. And so, wait, Shadow, he, girl or boy? Uh, uh, Swanson is a girl. Or is it Swanson? I'm sorry. Man, I'm real jerk. <laughs> no, um, you're, Swanson, you're in the Homeward Bound world. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, so I think if she does like chicken, you could take chicken, turn the fan on, give her some chicken, you know, or, or turn the fan on, set some chicken out, and just let her know that the fan's okay. Um, yeah. But, you know, she's safe. I love that. I love turning the fan into like her provider. Like now the fan is giving her treats. That's funny. Um, okay. What about brushing uh, teeth? I, I, we had a animal expert on and I know we, we said that people should brush their dog's teeth. So I just wanted to reiterate that that is important, you know, their dental health, but I don't think we discuss cats. Should people brush their cat's teeth as well? Theoretically, yes, but I don't know how many how many cats you know that would ever let that happen. Um, so the best thing that we can kind of do is, you know, uh, teeth cleaning um, under anesthesia, of course. Um, and actually, with cats, recently we've kind of gotten this major movement to do dental X-rays on cats. So um, you can't necessarily. Typically, cats just have a lot of gingivitis. They do build up tartar kind of on the back premolars and molars and everything, and their dentals honestly take me. It takes me longer to put an IV in their arm than it does for me to actually do the dental. It's very fast. But dental x-rays, they can get these resorptive lesions and a lot of stuff going on under the gum line that wouldn't necessarily be exposed on on the crown itself. Um, So we're kind of pushing people towards, um, you know, just doing some preventative x-rays to kind of see what's going on. Um, You know, as vet medicine starts to progress and starts to get bigger and bigger, and we're starting to see... Um, you know, a lot more advancements with technology in vet med. Dental health is one of those things that was, I mean, even me as a kid, my parents were like, what are we going to do with our dog's teeth? Like, this is nonsense, you know, mm-hmm. but the dental x-rays are, are definitely a good thing. And they're really not that expensive. It's like 70, 80 bucks. You just do it once a year just to make sure everything's good. Cause it's something they have a lot of stuff going on in their mouth that they can actually give to their owners too. resorptive lesions can transfer back and forth between cats and humans. So wow. something, uh, something kind of gross. <laughs> oh, good to know. But, yes, do it for sure. hundred percent. It's hard, but you got to do it. What it does is hard to do in the moment, but it will, your family member will live longer. Mm-hmm. Your dog, 10 years, they might live 12 to 13 or because it's not really a problem. You know, when your dog's two and you don't brush your teeth, it's like, eh, it'll be fine. But, but it adds up and it builds up. And then, and then when they're 10 and their immune system's down and something happens with the decay or something like that, it'll give them diseases. Like Kylie said, it'll spread diseases. And so it's really important. And I get it. I ta- I preach this all the time and even I struggle with it. So um, I think it's okay to struggle. It isn't okay to go, well, I struggle with it. So I just can't do it because you just, you'll have your family member around longer if you do. And then there's also workarounds. Like if you if your dog or cat, well, if they hate it, you know, some animals are just better than others at it then can you do dental cleaning water additive? Can you give them treats that, you know, dental treats that are abrasive that and real dental treats, not greenies or something that's just a, a sales and marketing. You do a little research and find the right treat so that you can really help with that dental care. It'll, your pet will live longer. Awesome. Okay. Wow. Great advice um, and information there from both of you. And Rocky, I know you're somewhat of an entrepreneur. So maybe we start like an Oral-B electric toothbrush for pets company, I'm thinking. <laughs> like a tiny motorized, you know what I'm saying? It's a horrible idea. Okay. 
and, and the only reason I know is because I also okay, so I had I, I bought a dental company before uh, oh. toothpaste, toothbrushes, things like that. It later sold it. Um, but one of the things that was in there that was in development that even I was just like you was an electric toothbrush. And I was like, why are we not pushing this to the forefront? We just bought this company. We've got to find uh, new ways to make revenue. Let's do this. And my wife simply said, like, what a horrible idea. Like, imagine you're an animal. You already hate toothbrushing. When you going, <laughs> you're, you're like totally. Yeah, but you didn't have me on board. And here's what I bring to the table innovation okay? okay this motorized toothbrush lets out pheromones which relax the animal uh, uh sedate them they don't know what's going on now so we are gassing the animal that is true uh but you don't have to be a doctor you don't need uh expertise and then your teeth are super clean right the only company that does it <laughs> it's like back in the day where the, maybe they'd recommend putting just a just a little bit of alcohol in your baby formula just so you get your baby to fall asleep, right? Yeah, great, good thinking. <laughs> just drug yep. the animal every night. <laughs> we'll brush your teeth with an electric <laughs> I wish we had a ton, another hour because I've just so many pet ideas I could come up with, which are probably illegal. Um, but unfortunately, we don't. Uh, I do want to thank you both for being on the program. And, uh, and hopefully we do another one. Hopefully we do Homer Bound 2. Um, okay, well, before we go, there's a couple of things. Number one, uh, where can people find you guys? I know, uh, Rock, you have the new Dodo podcast. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. Uh, you know what? We are really excited. So we have a new podcast from the Dodo called An Animal Saved My Life, where there are these incredible stories of people that have, have been saved by animals. A woman pulled off the train tracks or guarded on the train track by an animal, all the way to, to people who have struggled with addiction and, and their dog or their cat was there for them. And uh, even a mini horse in one episode. So they're really compelling wow. stories. So check that out. Uh, it's yeah, it's a podcast coming out on uh, in April. The Dodo uh, an animal saved my life. Awesome. And people can find you online on YouTube on Twitter. Where where do you prefer people locate you? Search my name, Rocky Kanaka. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Just look me up somewhere. I'll be there, and we'll we'll chat and hang out. Okay. Awesome. Kylie, do you want people asking you questions and following you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm uh, KB Chlorine, but I'm also handling my specific locations Instagram too. So I'm posting pictures on there and trying to get the word out kind of on social marketing over there. And there's a really great story about how a lady named her dog after me that you could see oh. on that Instagram. And that's Banfield.Ulis. I know. Cool. I know. Hair flip. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Okay. <laughs> very awesome. You guys were the best. Thank you so much again for, for joining us uh, under these ridiculous circumstances circumstances that we're in and uh <laughs> and yeah i'll see you guys next time thanks for, right. thanks for having us bye bye, bye bad science is hosted and produced by me ethan edinburgh our associate producer is emily feld our editor is lucas bollinger our engineer is jeremy schmidt our social media is managed by blue whale media shout out to ej and kate and the executive is Brett Kushner. Oh, follow us on Instagram at BadSciencePod. If there's a movie you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to email at BadScienceAtSeeker.com. That's BadScienceAtSeeker.com. And please leave us an iTunes review. Give us five stars. I sound like an Uber driver. But it does help. It makes sure people know about the podcast, which we really appreciate. Thanks for listening. Bye.